What's crack? Big dogs. Welcome. Bike to the channel. Welcome. Bike to the headquarters. It is Monday morning after week 17. So at this point, a lot of y'all know whether or not you came away with the chip. Maybe some of you got Nick Chubb running tonight. Some of you have a little Deontay Johnstein action. If you're a moron and have Chase Claypool, that's on you. Najee Harris. So there are some players still going tonight. Okay, we've got a little bit left on the line. But a lot of leagues have been wrapped up like a Trojan. And we know who's bringing home the first place cheddar. Who's bringing home that stinky second place cheddar. So congrats to anyone that won their leagues. Dynasty, redraft, you freaks that are in Devi. That's a long time coming. Shout out to you. Every Monday we go game by game and recap everything that happened in the previous week. Since there are still people playing week 18, we will continue to put out our normal content schedule. Um, today, I'm not going to go game by game because that's super long and it's like it's, there's just so much to cover always and there's no bye week. So it's like a billion fucking games to go through. So I'm going to take any questions you guys have. Any players or performances that you want me to talk about from yesterday's games, we shall do that. We'll also start off with the uh, the injuries from this previous week and talk about what that means for early waiver wire pickups, etc. First, I need to get my... Uh... Palo Santo, Sage, all that good shit. I hope everybody's holidays were good. New Year's was, was, was cracking. All that good shit. We're gonna light it up in here. We're gonna double up on this. We're gonna go a little. Uh, that's a, fuck it, whatever. We're gonna burn both, burn both ends. I wonder if I would like immediately die if I just tried to smoke this whole thing. Oh, fuck. I feel like I just did. How are we doing, everybody? It's a wonderful Monday morning. Someone just told me that they uh, bought a Zendaya, I want to say jersey card, but I guess it's her outfit in Spider-Man on the card, and they're going to send it to me, which is fucking fantastic. And supposedly they said it's the part of the, the costume where her titties were. I'm definitely getting canceled in 2022. How's everybody doing? I played Lance over Wentz because of you, Nick. He should have dropped a 30 bomb, but he had that last rushing touchdown taken away. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't I don't think that was a play you needed to have. I feel like that wasn't one because of me. I feel like that was a pretty well-known start you should have made. I did tell people to start Lance over a lot of people. He ended up with like as like the quarterback eight or nine, I want to say. And he had that fucking Brandon Ayuk holding call on his rushing touchdown. He would have been like the quarterback three if that rushing touchdown worked. So shout out to everybody out there that won. Played Braxton Barrios. There we go. We got a couple Barrios fucking Braxton Cheerios out here. You love to see it. Um, oh, yeah. Let's talk some, some underdog for the game tonight. So we got Pittsburgh and we've got... Cleveland, uh, likely Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. 
And then there was a random report today, though, that their best bet might be bringing in bike. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that, that, uh, who does that who does that help? It helps fucking uh, not a single person. Um, my favorite play. I have two plays of the night. I'm not sure exactly what I like more. I think this is going to be my play of the night. Baker Mayfield over point five interceptions. All right. Baker has just been. Um, I guess he's just been himself and I just had higher expectations for him going into the year or just as a, as a quarterback overall over his last five games, this man has eight interceptions. So he's averaging like 1.3 interceptions per game. This is a Pittsburgh defense. That's been better as of late. Um, so they're not quite what they've been, but they're definitely not what we've thought they've been for 2021. If that, none of that made sense, but. They're a good defense, and I like Baker over 0.5 interceptions. So that is my play of the night on Underdog Fantasy. Uh, make sure you're signed up for Underdog, whether or not you're playing player props or betting the over-unders on these uh, on these players, because best ball is going to start immediately. They got uh, they got a playoff best ball going on, so when the actual NFL playoffs start, you can you can draft best ball teams based on the players left in the playoffs. Uh, we're going to start early 2022 mock drafts. And uh, you can draft with me. I'll drop those on Twitter. I'll drop them in the Discord, et cetera, et cetera. So go sign up on underdogfantasy.com. If it's your first time depositing, they're going to match whatever you deposit if you use promo code BDGE. So the link to download Underdog is the first link in the description down below. All right? It's going to take you right to the App Store, whatever kind of phone y'all are using. And uh, download it. Deposit 10 bucks. Use promo code BDGE. And we are wavy. Hello, hello, hello. How art thou? I'm on Ratron. <laughs> All right, relax. Relax. Don't get me fucking fired up like that on a Monday morning. Yeah, I'm on Ra. Um, good player, man. Just another another beautiful performance. Um, completely transforming, yes, into the sun god. If you saw that video that we made in the offseason that Noah put together, it's a great fucking video. I just retweeted it. Um, I'm on Ra looking like an absolute one of the best value picks in the fourth round of this year's draft looks so good. He's doing it back to back games with fucking Tim Boyle. Are you shitting me? Nobody should be able to have a good game when the quarterback's last name is Boyle. I don't care if it was Megatron. Um, I'm on route. It looked really good. I will say the one argument I'll have against him is what that target chair looks like with TJ Hawkinson on the field. Cause I feel like they play kind of similar positions. So we'll see. Um, I have a 31 point lead and my opponent only has Firemuth over whatever his name is left or whatever his name is left. I don't know what that means. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about some injuries. So we had Joe Burrow minor, minor knee injury at the end of the game. He should be fine from all accounts. Everyone in Cincinnati, including himself out of his face hole said he's fine. Uh, Michael Gallup, you hate to see this torn ACL going into his free agent year. He was going to be someone that was going to get a ton of hype because he's a, very good wide receiver in his own right. Always scored really, really highly in Matt Harmon's reception perception. You know, just separation from man coverage, zone coverage, press coverage. Always very, very highly regarded, but obviously playing behind Mr. Cooper and Mr. Lamb. Um, so he was going to go somewhere and be, you know, that team's maybe not alpha, but like their high wide receiver too. Um, so he would have got some more looks elsewhere. Probably signed a nice little contract. You know, Robbie Anderson's out here signing multiple like $48 million deals. Gallup was certainly in line to do so. So you hate, you hate, to hate, to hate to see that. Um, behind him, Cedric Wilson has filled in pretty well. 
and he's put up production regardless of um, regardless of you know Cooper and Lamb still being on the field. Anytime Cedric Wilson kind of gets the call, he ends up doing his thing. They play at Philadelphia next week, and Philadelphia has been one of the best defenses over the you know the second half of the season. So that's not an easy matchup by any means. You got to be pretty fucking desperate to throw Mister Cedric Wilson in there. Um, what other injuries do we got? Ronald Jones dealing with an ankle injury. Keyshawn Vaughn dealing with a ribs injury. So it's possible Le'Veon Bell is the only healthy guy in Tampa Bay right now, and they're already dealing with uh, lunatics and 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 sprains and ankles and injuries and everything. So this is a lot of moving parts here for Tampa Bay. Uh, Arian, Bruce Arians came out and said they're not going to be resting players in Week 18. It is against a good Carolina defense. Uh, so you're going to keep a very, very close eye. It seems like the Ronald Jones injury is a little bit more serious than the Keyshawn Vaughn. Injury. Let's see if we got any updates on this. Ricky Seals Jones suffered a concussion, so Jonathan Bates will run all the routes. Don't give a butt. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn suffered a rib injury in week 17. Nothing definitive. Ronald Jones is undergoing an MRI on his injured ankle. Bucks head coach Bruce Arian said the team would know the extent of Rojo's injury early this week. Jones left the team's week 17 win against the Jets before Keyshawn Vaughn exited with a rib injury. Arian said he's hopeful Vaughn will be able to play in week 18 against Carolina. So it sounds more likely that Vaughn will go than Ronald Jones. So Vaughn needs to be owned. Le'Veon Bell probably needs to be owned as well. Uh, Michael Carter left with a concussion. Ty Johnson and uh, Austin Walter both filled in. And Tevin Coleman was out for this one, too. So I'm not sure what his deal is, if he's going to be back next week. But um, it was kind of like Ty Johnson played a passing down role, and he's very good in that role. And Austin Walter played the early down role. And uh, an early down role in the New York Jets offense is about as um, valuable as a blockbuster membership right now. The Jets play the Bills next week in Buffalo. Buffalo's already a 17-point favorite in a game total of 44, which means they are slated to score, what, 28 points to 30 points to the New York's 13 points. You'd love to see that. Something 30 and a half, fucking whatever. Y'all do the math. Um, yeah, so those injuries are... Obviously, wants to monitor Michael Carter with the concussion, 50-50 chance of playing next week. Kyle Pitts dealing with his hamstring injury. Uh, he did cross over the 1,000-yard mark, so shout-out to like the only fucking thing that the Falcons can do correctly is make sure that the guy that they picked fourth overall does something positive for the team. That's a, that's a head start. Um, he is on pace to break Mike Dicka's record for the most all-time rookie receiving yardage for the tight end position. I I like hate I I I really really hate all the records that are going to be broken next week because they have an extra game to do it. Uh, it feels uncomfortable, feels stupid, and it's really hard to get excited about them. So that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. Is what I would say. Uh, but he has the hamstring injury, and it seemed pretty serious. Uh, he he limped off pretty heavily, and then didn't really play the rest of the game. So I'd be a little bit surprised if he ends up playing in this one. Uh, in week 18. We also got back-to-back -back champ. Shout out to you. Yo, Barrios, let's go. How we living out here? Isaiah Bay, chip winner, send the bread. Isaiah, you got into that Dynasty League through uh, the giveaway spot when we were streaming in the NFL draft, right? When we were in Miami. Got to know your thoughts on the AB shit. I mean, listen, AB is uh, 
he plays to the beat of his own drum. He lives to the beat of his own drum, whatever that saying is. Problem is, his drum, he's like playing rock band. He's playing on Xbox. He doesn't realize that he's slowly becoming a robot and a video game character. Um, that's that's the last down he plays in the NFL. I'm, I'm certain of that. He... Uh, supposedly what happened was like Heath said he was injured. Bruce Arians tried to push him back into the game and he was like, no, I'm not going back into the game. Um, I wish they could like give him a brain scan and just see what chunk of his brain is not functioning. Well, I'm just worried the dude, I'm not really, I don't know. The dude just has a severe case of CTE, you know? Or he had reservations at Carbone last night. And you, you know, if you got reservations at Carbone, you don't miss them shits. He was in New York. He probably like had a Tinder date. He had something going on because he was he was quick out of there. Got in the Uber, was riding around the city streets. I thought he was coming to stop by the HQ. Didn't happen though. Sad to see. Mm. Good lord. Good for you. How about them Raiders? Just win, baby. Hunter Renfro is the GOAT. He's been targeted 123 times this season and only two drops. Now we're on to the Chargers. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, it's it's pretty difficult to drop a ball that's thrown about three yards down the field, but none the more. Hunter Renfro, absolute baller. Um, very excited to see what the Raiders do in their passing group this offseason because obviously they've invested heavily over the last few years with – Henry Ruggs and um, Brian Edwards and, and those types of guys, but it just feels like none of them are paying off. So they're going to need to reinvest there. Um, and that would make things a little bit shaky, but like, I feel like Renfro is going to be a pretty nice value in redraft leagues next year. Like people are not going to want him. They're going to say he's boring, doesn't have much upside, but I feel like he's going to be a really good, like seventh, eighth round redraft pick. And people are going to make the case that like Darren Waller hasn't been there. So that's the reason why he's balling out right now. And that, I mean, that very well could be the case. But anytime I feel like you have to argue against why a guy is so good and that's the reason why you're not taking him, I feel like uh, you need to reevaluate your process a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime you go into the year and you're like, no, this guy was so fucking good, but the only reason he was that good was because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you're just saying that the guy was fucking very good. And you're you're using biased reasons as to why you don't like him. When you find yourself arguing for a guy that wasn't good, and you need to stretch the truth, that's when you need to kind of flip the switch in your brain a little bit. Nick, who's winning the E-Town Get Down Championship? Um, one Chains, man. One Chains is going to be the is going to be the champion. Stevie One Chains. I I respect this championship run almost as much as any I've seen. He, without a doubt, talked the most trash in this league. Every single week he brought it in the group chat. Never backed down. Was pretty much in the playoff hunt the entire year. And he comes in, like, my favorite part about him is, like, he's very schizophrenic. Like, he has no, his finishes in the E-Town get down. He's been in the league for, I think, four years now, maybe five years. He either wins a championship or loses the last place punishment. Like, there's no in-between for him. It's just one or tenth. Like, like that's fucking it. Um, and he's on his game at all points. And he comes into the draft, like no preparation, pretty much can barely pronounce half the players names that he drafts and ends up winning the whole thing. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm surprised whatsoever. Trust me, the longer you're in this game for, and I don't even mean like the game of fantasy football, I mean the game of 
teaching people how to play fantasy football, the more obvious it is that it's just pure luck. It really, really is. I know y'all love digesting content in the offseason about who you should draft, who you shouldn't draft. And there are for sure processes and like theories and strategies behind how you should draft. But I'm telling you, the, the longer you play this game, the more you should realize that where you spend your time or or trying to evaluate player A versus player B, if they're the same, you know, they're right next to each other in ADP and in ranking and whatever. You should spend way less time on that and way more time on roster construction and strategy for your actual league. Someone made someone commented on a, a mock draft I did during the summer uh, a few days ago. It was a random best ball draft I did on underdog and we were at or maybe sleeper. I don't remember, but we were at like the seven one turn. And I was talking about how like, oh, I'm deciding between Jerry Judy and Debo Samuel. And what I was saying in the video was like, listen, most people are going to go with the more exciting name, the guy that they think has more upside, the guy that they think is more explosive. And that would be uh, Jerry Judy here. Right. But the key point here is if a player is back to back in, in the rankings, right. Players, the same ADP or whatever, you should always split the difference, always diversify because no matter what, if you go Judy both times in that, then you just missed out on Debo Samuel twice. Fact of the matter is, is, you're going to get a whole lot of shit wrong. When you're when you're making a decision that is a 50-50 coin flip, why would you think you're going to be right? Like that's that's the key takeaway here. When you are making this a decision on a 50-50 coin flip, why do you think you're going to be right? Okay? Jamar went dummy. Jamar is so fucking fun to watch, man. Burrow and Jamar are so fun to watch. I just remembered I bought a Joe Burrow rookie card. It was a rookie signed RPA. It was a rookie patch autograph card out of 35. I bought it like last, I bought it before he tore his ACL. And I was like, fuck, I just, I bought it for $500, lost all of its value pretty much when he tore his ACL. And then at one point, I'm not sure, I have no idea what it's valued at right now. Um, but very happy about that. Burrow looks fucking awesome. Him and Chase are just, are, they're just good for the league. They're just good for the NFL. They really fucking are, man. Chase is unbelievable. I saw the stat. It was like, uh, I think Chase is, you know, through 17 games, through 17 weeks, Chase has 1,399 yards. Through 17 weeks last year, Justin Jefferson as a rookie had 1,400 yards. So just looking, I, I think we're going to look back and just say like the LSU offense with Burrow, Jefferson, and Chase is going to go down as, you know, it was pretty obvious at the time. I mean, they statistically put up the best offensive season of all time, but you're going to look back and be like, there will never be something like that again. These are three guys that are projection-wise, you know, trajectory, if they do what we've seen them do for the next five, 10 years, Hall of Fame players, like without a doubt. And maybe some of the high-end versions of that. Uh, so fucking Coach Ed, we love you, but... I think it's time to say you, 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 my friend, weren't it. I got Deontay and he got Chubb. I'm projected to win by 0.11. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't watch that game without 32 margaritas in my system. Need eight points from Najee for the chip. I'd feel pretty good. Nick, can we get a shout out for Fresno, California? Let's go. I don't know where Fresno is, but I'm going to be out in California in February. Um, 
I'm going to be out in California, San Diego for a week, first week of February-ish. I'm going to be in L.A. for like five days for Super Bowl weekend. I'm going to be out in Vegas. Shout out Fresno, wherever the fuck you are. Let's go, let's go. That's tough. I played against Kamara week 16 last year, and Jamar, ah, I feel for you. Bezo. I think you should probably just quit fantasy football, to be honest. That would put me out. I'd be done. Jordan James, how's the offseason looking for you, Nick? You going to be doing dabble more vlogs? Yes. Uh, wow, so many fucking plans this offseason. So we will uh, – we haven't signed the office space lease, but that is looking like we'll have the office February 1st. Um, we are actually going to be combining all of our YouTube channels into one. My channel will no longer be under Nick Ercolano. This will be the BDGE channel. I haven't changed the name yet, but we will be changing it. Fade the Public, uh, Bunk Bed Breakdowns, all of our content will be bike under the BDGE YouTube channel. We will be bringing on new content creators, okay? New content creators to focus specifically on Dynasty, rookies, as well as helping me out during the summer for my season-long contents. So we will be outsourcing and bringing on new family members of the BDGE crew. And y'all will fall in love with them as you have with everyone we bring on from Noah to One Chains to Mike to Animal to Snacks. You know, we know how to integrate them. Don't you worry about that. Uh, so we will be having videos pumping out. We will have a lot of it. We will be covering everything you can possibly imagine sports wise, uh, fantasy wise, gambling wise. That being said, I will be starting my own second YouTube channel. It will have nothing to do with sports. It will be solely, and this is probably something I should have done a while ago because it's obviously something I'm super passionate about. It will cover entirely branding, marketing, and business for the online content creator. I want to teach people who are passionate about something that do create content uh, how to monetize and how to turn that into a full-time lifestyle for you. Uh, so I will be doing a second YouTube channel on my own. So outsourcing some of the fantasy content to people that I trust and people that I think are good fit for the brand and people that I know uh, put in the work and, and do really good work, um, you know, to cover rookies and to cover dynasty and to cover season long stuff with me. I'll still be doing a ton of fucking fantasy stuff. So don't worry about that. Um, but I want to continue to follow things that I'm really passionate about because that's the stuff that drives me day in and day out. Right. Like I love building BDGE, but I want to tell the story of, of, of how I've done it to help other people, uh, put them in a situation where they could also do it, right? Like my goal, I think I'm going to start that channel this off season. I'm going to work really hard on the series. Uh, I'm doing like a, a, a weekly series of how to actually the steps of becoming a full-time content creator. That's going to be something I focus really, really heavily on over the next few months, scripting it out and filming it and making it like a really nice high production quality series for y'all. Um, I think my goal over the next two years on that channel will be to transform. I don't know if I'm shooting too high here. I want, I, I want to, I want to transform 50 people into full-time content creators. That's what I would like to do. And by full-time, I mean, financially, right? That might, that's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. For some people that might be $40,000 a year. For some people that might just be 
you know, they have a part-time job that they love and adding an extra $20,000 a year to what they're doing. Uh, for some people, maybe they want to hit a hundred thousand dollars a year. I want to be able to lay a blueprint for those people, um, to transform their lives, man. I really do. And I think that's my goal over the next two years. That channel will have the goal of bringing 50 people from an ideation phase from the idea or the passion that they have all the way to being a full-time content creator, uh, covering everything from the mental state you need to have to taxes, to working with sponsors, to using the right websites and apps to, you know, develop yourself. Um, all of that stuff, man, that that's, that's something I'm going to be focusing really heavily on this off season. I'm not sure what kind of content is going to go on there. Uh, it'll definitely be a lot of like in the same way, th think about like the same way that I do fantasy football videos, right. Where it's like individual, they're not necessarily how to videos, but like, I'll be like top five running backs for next year. I'd like to do some videos like that, that, you know, uh, relate to business, right? Like I'd be like top five websites to sell merch on or some shit like that. Right. Um, just teaching people the things that they would normally waste a lot of fucking time. Uh, teaching thing, people the things that I wasted a lot of fucking time on when I was starting. So same thing with fantasy football, but from a content creation business aspect. So we'll do videos like that. Uh, we'll start Why You Yelling Back Up with Steve. Uh, I'll put some individual vlogs on that channel. I would like to do an, inter an interview series weekly where I bring on someone who has become like a full-time content creator. Um. Sort of like how I did with behind the business of fantasy football for the last few years. That, but more less focused on people in the fantasy space and more focused on just individual content creators. So that will be like my side hustle, my passion, my creative outlet uh, for the next, I mean, forever, hopefully. But those are my off-season plans. But we have a ton of off-season plans. We'd like to launch our first NFT for BDGE. But us being in the office together, me, Tony, Ike, uh, animal. I think we found our web developer, Chris, who lives in Brooklyn. So he'll probably be with us. Um, yeah. One change is going to be in our, our, uh, content a lot. So we, we have a whole lot of gang shit going on And 2022 is going to be, it's going to transform us into something that I, uh, that I think has been a long time coming, but we've haven't even been close to unlocking that part of, of that us for as a business. A lot of fucking winners in the chat. Let's go. Can Chubb get more than 22 full PPR points tonight? Please, God, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty involved in the passing game recent weeks. And um, he's been involved in the passing game. Kareem Hunt might be back this week. I'm not sure how, you know, he's been very questionable all week. So I'm not sure that, like, him being back really even hurts Chubb. I think Chubb will still catch, like, three to four passes tonight for, like, 15, 20, 25 yards. Um, so you're going to need, obviously, a probably a breakaway touchdown run from him. But I definitely don't think it's out of the question. How many times has Chubb hit that this year? Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Chubb has gone over 22 PPR points. One, two, three, four, five times this year. And he's only played in 12 games. So that's almost 50%. That's almost a coin flip for you, buddy. If that makes you feel any worse. Appreciate the advice all year, Nick. Cup and Chase owner. Oh, fuck yeah. Won my first championship in my hometown league. We have a similar belt for the winner. Like E-Town got down. Can't wait to rep it all year. Fuck yeah. Good man. Good man. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like Cup, uh, listen, 99, 99 people had to choose between Cup and Robert Woods, right? A lot of people like Woods. If you liked Woods, you had a bias towards Woods and you just faded Cup instead, right? Because that was the choice you had to make. Same thing with Jamar Chase versus like Tyler Lockett or some shit. 
Like, I wish I was a little bit more in on Jamar Chase. I just was like, eh, you know, the rookie thing, whatever, whatever, you know. Do you think Jamar is justified at the 101 in Dynasty? Personally, no. I would still, without a doubt, be taking Jonathan Taylor as a 101. I will always take the upside of a running back. This is my biggest mistake I made in both my leagues. Double down on the same players instead of diversifying and it bit me in the ass. We'll definitely take your feedback and apply it. Yeah, dude, this is like the one, the one, the one, the one takeaway that I try to say to you guys every year. I'm telling you, the worst thing you could do is think that you're good at player evaluation. Coming from someone who literally dives into players for six months fucking straight, the worst thing you could do is think that you have the right take on an individual player. I've talked to some of the people that are the best players in the world when it comes to um, when it comes to like DFS, when it comes to best ball construction, like I, I, I talked to the guy who won the underdog best ball mania last year. It was a million dollar prize spot. He had the best team in the entire best ball mania won it. He says he spends the least amount of time on player evaluation legitimately. It is luck, Nick, especially with injuries, but how you draft and who you pick up is essential. Right, right, right. I, of course, like well, how you draft is going to dictate everything, right? Like waiver wire, of course, is important. Uh, a lot of the times it's overstated. It's more about timing than it is actually like a lot of things. But what I'm saying is, yes, it's 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 not just pure luck. It's it's luck in the draft. Like what I'm saying is like your draft is going to decide whether or not you do good. But choosing Jamar Chase over Tyler Lockett is going to be a coin flip. King. Oh, we get pop-ups for this now? It's becoming a new YouTube member. I don't even know what that means, to be honest. Ready to click the subscribe on the new channel already. Drop the link. I have not uh I have not started the channel yet. There's a lot of things I need to think about before I do. I want to plan. I mean, in the same in the same way, the same advice I would give new content creators in the ideation phase, I would say, you know, you have this passion for something. I want you to write down 50 different topics that you could talk about around that passion, you know, like, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Right. I'm, I'm the same way I'm going to be teaching people to do something is like, I literally, it's going to be cool. Cause I'm almost, you're going to be able to watch me real time, do it. Right. Like I'm teaching people how to become a full-time content creator. And since I'm starting over a brand new YouTube channel, it's like, you're going to watch me actually do it again. I think within two years, I could probably be making a full-time living off that brand marketing and business channel on my own. You know, so it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Nick, check your discord DMs. I got that sat T Higgins week 16. <laughs> All right. Give me a second. I apologize for that again, by the way, not a proud moment.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Nick, I need your address. What are you sending me over here, Will? I'll send it back to you, I guess. I'll let it rip. I've actually literally never turned down someone who's asked me for my address. I'm going to be honest. All right, you got it, King. I'm up 38 in the chippy chill sub, and I have Muth. I got this. Yeah, you're good. Head and run. Nick, I think I'm going to submit a vid that BBB Dynasty opening. Wish me luck. Yes. So we will be, like I said, bringing on new content creators. Um, I already have one that I already know we're bringing on, but I would probably like to pull some from the audience as well. So, um, Yeah, so maybe we'll maybe we'll open up. I, I'll probably open up. I know Mike already did this within the uh, within his Discord. He's looking for a Dynasty content creator because he's obviously working with me, and that's all going to be on my channel or the BDG channel. Um, I might plug it into a couple of videos as well, having people submit videos for Dynasty content. If you guys want to become a content creator for us, you should though, Koenig. Let it rip, baby. One of my first ever chip, and now I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> You drive over. Here's what you do. You put your hands on your steering wheel. You drive over to each one of your league mates' houses. You take your finger. You ring the doorbell. When they answer, you backhand them. Up one point, I have Najee, and the other person has Deontay. What's going to happen? <laughs> fucking, fuck if I know.
All right. What uh what else we got going on here? Any other questions I could I could help y'all with? Any any uh other performances that you would like me to cover? Who should I replace Devontae with this week? If you need to go from the waiver wire, I mean, there's not a lot of great options, but like I said, Michael Gallup's out the ACL, so Cedric Wilson's a little bit interesting. It depends who's on your wire. Um, there are probably going to be a lot better options than um, than a guy like Cedric Wilson or Antoine fucking Wesley in Arizona, but those are the guys that are like probably very widely available. I mean, if Braxton Barrios is available, he's obviously pretty good at football, um, but I guess that would kind of depend on whether or not Elijah Moore comes back, but Elijah Moore might also be available on your waiver wire, so I'd look at him. What's the deal with Corderell? He'd be fantasy relevant. I mean, they told us that they were not really like they were monitoring monitoring his workload. We kind of knew the trajectory he was going down over the last month and a half, two months. Uh, super disappointing. I, I think a little bit of it, a little bit of it caught up to him in the fact that um, he's never had this many touches. Right, he's never played running back like this before. So I think it was a little bit of like who he is, as well as like I wish the game plan was a little bit better, but. You know, you can't just give Corderell Patterson 30 carries a game and eight targets a game. I don't think he'll ever hold up that way. I wish it happened for fantasy because I had him on a lot of teams. Um, I'm very, very curious to see what happens with Corderell next year. As a Falcons fan, I would fucking love to keep him, right? Um, my concern is, and we see this happen a lot, man. Players that are flexible like Corderell have these years like this and the NFL takes notice and then another team signs them and then they don't use them correctly. All of his value lies in the fact that Arthur Smith was using him correctly. I believe he is on a contract year. I want to say they signed him to a one-year deal. Falcons did. Yeah. So he's an unrestricted free agent this off season. Um, he's over 30. He'll be 31 next season. So in terms of fantasy value, I have a hard time believing he'll be ranked inside. Like the only way you can rank him inside your top 25 running backs, realistically, no one's going to give him a workhorse contract. He's not going to slot in as a starting running back for any team right now. The only way I see him being ranked inside the top 25 for redraft next year fantasy would be if the Falcons re-sign him and then the Falcons don't sign another free agent running back or use a day one or two pick on a running back. So if they re-sign him, right, and they just bring Mike Davis back and uh, and they use like a fifth-round pick on on some shit college running back, Cordell Patterson, I could – you know, he'd still be a starter. He could do what he did this year. You know, if you take like the the entire year of it – where did he end up finishing? Let me check. the fuck is he oh they have him as a wide receiver so he finished as in 15 games so one fewer game he finished as the wide receiver eights with 206.9 fantasy points which would be the running back eight as well uh in fantasy points per game yeah he was up there too so i mean he finishes the top 10 option on 
on both accounts, obviously um, more valuable than, you know, a normal running back eight because you could have used them in your wide receiver slot. So if you already had two really good running backs, you got a third really good running back. Um, so he was awesome, but I'm afraid that there's no way we get a, a, a there's no way we get a, uh, <laughs> a, a year like that again. Did you see Jalen Hurst near death post? Yeah, dude, <laughs> that was funny as hell. His reaction was funny. He was just like kind of laughing and helping people out. That was that was crazy. That was wild. He was running through the tunnel and like the the gate where the fans were like leaning over to give him a high five, just like kind of collapsed onto him. He almost got made into a fucking a hurt sandwich. Yeah, this is facts. The amount of times that Megatron gets compared to people when he's like literally like one of the single greatest receivers of all time is ridiculous. Do you think there is any chance Jarvis out? No. Need Deontay to outscore Chubb by 13. I'll hold him. Uh, you're welcome, Jordan. Love you, buddy. Good luck tonight. Where do you put Saquon for next year's draft? Uh, I mean, it'll depend on what happens this offseason. I guess the big, I mean, I, there's really one of two options. Like, he can go to another team. They could trade him for like a fourth or fifth round pick. He can end up elsewhere which is where the only way I see his value rising. He's one of those players where, like, if he goes somewhere else, you know his role is featured workhorse regardless. A lot of the times when other players, like other running backs, move to a new team, they still have to, like, integrate into the depth chart, and they're usually splitting carries one way or another. Saquon's not like that. His value, though, the problem is with the Giants is he's probably going to stay with the Giants, and their entire offense is fucked. Like, in order for this to be a competent offense where they're rebuilding, um it's going to take more than just a year. Like, it's going to take more than just a summer. Their offensive line started to get a little bit better, but, like, the quarterback situation, the offensive line, like, this was my problem. This is why he was the first player in uh, in our draft guide this summer on our Do Not Draft list. Saquon was the first there listed in there because people were taking him middle of the first. And this was one of my tweets. summer which made Giants fans very very angry let me try to put it on the scrizzy and this is not me like trying to say I'm smart as fuck because I don't have to say that y'all already know that um, but this is just me saying that this is likely the same scenario going into next year so I said, does Saquon have anything going for him this year outside of athleticism? He's coming off the ACL, clearly not 100%. One of the worst offensive lines in the league. Kenny G's hurt, and New York Giants offense might implode again, ranked 31st in points per game last year. Not much change, and there's not a lot of like positivity to look at moving forward, especially if they keep Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. So it will be two years removed from the ACL, so I'll have a lot more confidence in that sense. But the offensive line stinks. The offense stinks. They don't have a good system. Like There's a lot just not going for him. So I think, I think what will happen is Saquon will probably start to fall to the middle and back end of the second round. If he falls into the third round, he's a he's a no-brainer draft spot. If he falls into like if he's like the 15th overall player, I'm going to have a, a tough time pulling the trigger on him um just because of the situation he's in, but well there's a lot to happen obviously this offseason.
For next year, would you keep Cup in the fifth or chasing the eighth PPR league? Uh, I would I would take Cup probably. Cup will be the wide receiver one next year. And I think I think there will be a lot of people taking him, especially in a PPR league. I think there's a lot there will be a lot of people taking Cup as the number one overall player. Part of San Diego, are you visiting? Make sure you check out Old Town in downtown San Diego. I, I've been to Old Town before. Um, I like Old Town. It's pretty cool. I, I'm not sure where we're staying at. We're going to get an Airbnb. We'll probably, I don't know if we're going to stay in San Diego. We might do PB, uh, might do Encinitas, might do, I spent a lot of time in Carlsbad. So I kind of like that. I just want to get somewhere on the actual, right on the beach. So not sure yet. Would you hold Kamara in dynasty? It really depends what you can get for him. Um, pro- I'm probably going to hold him. I, I think he'll be fine once they get, it can't get worse than what they have at quarterback this year. I, I could see the Saints going after like a Saints could go after. I mean, they could run it back with James Winston, which I don't think is bad for Kamara. They could go after like a Jimmy G. They could go after um, intern. Tony made a good, um, a good point yesterday. They can go after like Baker Mayfield. I think who can be like a knockoff Drew Brees and run that offense that way. So I think there's a lot of ways in which his, his value goes right back to where it was for Kamara. And he puts up another monster season next year. Thoughts on Javante next year if Broncos re-sign Gordon. Uh, if they do that, mm, that's really tough. I mean, you'd have to think Javante starts to take over the majority of the work there, of course. Um, I think he'll end up being like an early third round pick if that's the case. An early third round, maybe end of second round, because they're going to be someone that convinces themselves that they love him. Honestly, if he falls into the third in that situation, I'd, I'd probably be okay taking him. His upside is is monsters. So, who are your top five dynasty wide receivers? Uh, dude, off the top of my head, I'm not even sure. I would say Chase Jefferson. Um, Chase Jefferson, C. Lamb's got to be in that conversation for sure. Um, guys, off the top of my head, I would, uh, AJ Brown probably right there. Metcalf's got to be in the conversation. I, I I don't know how much confidence I have in him now that I feel like Russell Wilson's not going to be with Seattle anymore. Um, and then right after those guys, you obviously have like the, you know, the Tyree kills, the Devonte Adams, Cooper cups, who are going to give you like immediate high end wide receiver one value, but their lifespan is just so short compared to like, the problem is like with these younger dudes, like Jefferson and Jamar chase and CD lamb and stuff, they're like 21 and 22, you know? So it's like, it's not even like they're 24, 25. It's like, they have, they probably have like three more years of, of like that projectory of like entering their prime before they're in those like peak years. So they just like, and then you look at Terry kills like 27 and Cooper cup, 28, Devonte Adams, 29. So you're just like, fuck, you know? Ah, okay. I see what you got going on here. I was expecting like a box of like dildos, condoms, maybe some C4. Like this is what you get for telling me to draft fucking 
Miles Sanders two years ago. People still love that. I'm not on board with Waddle yet that high. There's no fucking way you put him in the in the Chase Jefferson, that kind of conversation. To me, he hasn't proven to be an alpha. He's proven to be like a good version of Jarvis Landry, which is great, obviously. Like, you want him on your dynasty team, but not even there. Where did I go to college? Uh, I went to Marist College, undergrad, and then Binghamton for my MBA. Shout out Rashad Penny as well. Goat. All right, y'all. Uh, that's probably going to wrap up this live stream. Thank you for hanging out with me, even though none of you guys are probably even playing fantasy anymore. As per usual, though, we will get the uh, the waiver wire video up tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Eastern time for those of y'all that have like the two-week championships or one-week championship in week 18 for whatever reason. Uh, the waiver wire ranking uh, chart as well as write-up will be available for our members on the sites, which you can sign up for. Right there, you'll get our weekly rankings. Our dynasty rankings are available there. We'll have a lot of cool stuff for uh, the Big Dogs members in this offseason because we will now have a full-time web developer working with us. So we will have a fuckload of new stuff coming for you guys. I'm super, super excited. I love you very, very much. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you are new. We're going to be doing dynasty, rookie, season-long coverage throughout the entire offseason. A lot more gambling, a lot more sports shit. Um, and as I said before, I will be starting my own secondary marketing, branding, content creation, online, interweb type of shits. All right. I love y'all. Um, here's to another year of fantasy. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.